0: welcome to investor insights the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs help you enhance your financial situation and explore all parts of a person's financial life and now the host of investor insights mike williams hey there mike williams thanks for joining us Uh, on today's podcast we're going to call it ebb and flow. You know, if we try hard to catch our breath amongst the waves of supposedly bad news seemingly flowing over us all the time, we just might find what Mick Jagger promised us long ago. You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you find you get what you need. I liken it to the feeling that we've been getting washed under the waves with all sorts of fear-mongering headlines having to then hold our breath while waiting to fill our lungs with air anytime our head can pop back above the surface. I was reading things over the weekend and Warren Buffett was uh, in another interview, of course he's in an interview seemingly every weekend, but in this latest article I read, it was, um, he was he was asked if he was worried about the markets and his answer was, I don't ever recall having a feeling that I knew where the markets were going. Imagine that, a guy who's created more wealth in the stock market stating that in his entire career, he doesn't ever recall thinking that he knew where the markets were going. That's a pretty good lesson, by the way. Then he was apparently asked what others could do when they were afraid of the markets. I liked his answer. It was stop watching it so much. Pretty simplistic, right? By the way, anybody who doesn't know Warren, he doesn't even have a quote machine on his desk. So think about that for a second. He oversees billions and billions of dollars, much of it his own, and doesn't have a quote machine on his desk. I know what you're thinking, but Mike, uh, you know, the headlines are pretty scary. You know, I listen to the news every night, I listen to it in the morning, I hear it in the car driving home. It's scary. Well, sure it is, if you believe all the garbage that flows out. But look, markets have proven for the better part of the last two centuries that the loudest experts at any one point in time are usually the most incorrect. That's uh, the tough part, time. In other words, we've got to let time go by to prove they're incorrect. But that's the most difficult thing to do when you're afraid that they might be correct. That roller coaster feeling which plagued the markets for all of January and most of February has brought us to a A seeming pause, a respite from the never-ending feeling of that trap door opening right below us. A calm bay of protection from what we are told is an ongoing storm. Even as the markets have sort of stabilized over the last couple of weeks, by the way, erased a good chunk of the losses, the bears are quick to note that we should enjoy it while it lasts as the next spin cycle is on its way. The black swan hunters are telling us it is simply a reload, and that all bear markets have rallies in them. The doomsday crowd is beating its chest, sure that resistance will win out, and destruction is our only future. I chuckle sometimes, because you know fear does sell a lot of newsletters, but when I hear all this garbage coming from these experts, I begin to wonder, who's going to buy all their newsletters if their doomsday world does come to pass? So listen, where'd all the bad news go? Well, let's review the bad news first because sometimes we can forget about it until they blind us with it again. As we ended 2015 and began what was called the ugliest start to a year on record for 2016, these were the events that terrified us the most. Now there are no certain order, so I'll just list them for you. The world was ending because of China. The world was ending because of cheap oil. The world is ending because energy sector high yield debt was going to collapse. The world is ending because of the strong dollar. And last but not least, certainly, the world was ending because of the Zika virus. And now, of course, with the market bouncing a little bit, you can kind of tell that all that rabid mention of all those horrible monsters has really laid back quite a bit. Energy and commodities have all bounced in the last few weeks. I recall in our some of our earlier podcasts, you'll note that when when experts finally decided that oil was going down, when it broke below thirty, oddly enough they must have missed the first ninety dollars down. But when it broke below thirty, all the experts said, Oh, we're going to ten. That was the very same day. I think the day was January twenty-second, because we sent a note out that day saying, look, when they start calling for ludicrous things after ninety percent of the move is over. The last 10% always looks and sounds and feels the ugliest. So we suspect we're probably seeing the last uh, heartbeats of the downtrend. Sure, we can pop back down into the 20s, but I suspect our thoughts from months and months ago still stand pat. This market is gonna reach a new equilibrium, somewhere between 30 and 80 bucks. Never in our lifetimes, probably to go back to 100 or above all the things that people are afraid of. Back then, we suggested that the last portion of any significant sector adjustment felt the worst. Uh, We don't expect a race back to the upside, however, because you want to keep this in mind. Literally thousands, I think the last count is something like 5,100. Over 5,000 wells have been drilled and capped, waiting to be fracked for higher prices. So think about that for a second. There is a massive amount of supply that is not yet prepared to come onto the market. You get this market back to $50, and it will be flooded with new supply. The good news, even the high-yield bonds are quickly adjusting to the recent new perception. I'll give you an example. Literally two weeks ago, the spread between high-yield bonds and corporate bonds, uh, what they call the high-yield credit spread, was nearly 2,000 basis points, okay? That's panic, by the way. It's dropped to almost 1,400. In other words, it's dropped over 500 basis points in less than 10 days while commodities have bounced. Okay, now think about that for a second. That means that slowly but surely, we are seeing that panic fall away. The market has staged in response to that a quote, surprising comeback as the experts continue to chime in. Here's the thing. The presidential election is a process we're gonna be faced with for months. It's getting as ugly as we suggested it would. We suggest that we expect more of it. Too many are shocked that Trump has come as far as he has. I would argue that it's the outcome of eight years of abuse of the system. Imagine your legacy as president is that you made so many crappy decisions that flew in the face of your own campaign promises that you yourself set the stage for a guy like Trump to become popular, to replace you. Let that sink in for a little bit. It is time for a change. I just hope we're brave enough to make the change at the election. Here's the more important element though. It'd be easy to get lost in all the speeches and debates it would be simple to assume the world is terrible and our future is bad. That's an error. I recognize that's what all the politicians are saying, but here's what we need to realize. The world always needs help. Okay? We've suggested numerous times that we should pray for continued problems to fix and remedies to work toward because that's what makes us go forward. Without our problems and hurdles to overcome, what would we awake each day to do? The bottom line is this, ignore most of what we're going to hear as news centers in on the politicians, because here is a fact that we must recognize above all the noise that's going to sound very negative. You win an election by gathering a group of people together and reminding them of how good things used to be. Once their eyes fill with tears as thoughts of the good old days fill their heads, you tell them who's to blame for changing what used to be so great. And then, once they're mad as hell and want change again, you tell them you are the change. It's been this way since politics 101 and president number one in the United States. So here's the deal. Pray for continued chop and angst. Pray for the fears to last longer. Pray for the earnings recession, so to speak, to have another quarter or two in its lifespan. Pray for the headlines to stay ugly and use periods of red ink to your advantage. They end like all the others have. They are never fun to endure or live through. They test your will to build when others refuse to do so. There is an ugly part to this lesson of building wealth over time. As we age, most of us learn it, but Warren Buffett knew it early. To get the results shown in long-term readings of return, we need to invest the whole way through during the good and the bad. We can't time or guess the future. And here's the thing, if we could, there'd probably be an algorithm written very quickly to disprove it. So there's two words we have to remember, my friends, patience and discipline. Hope these thoughts have been helpful. Thanks again for joining us. Until we see you again on the next podcast. May your journey be grand and your legacy significant.